All right. This is the John Smith Show. I'm your host, John Smith. The number, if you want to be a caller, as always, is 602-475-2000. You may be listening to the podcast on saywhatyouwillradio.com. Just click the John Smith link. Uh, You may also be listening to goodtalkradio.com. We are simulcast on goodtalkradio.com every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. And starting this week, uh, this is a big announcement. We are live on Cutting Edge TV. And I what I mean by live is the show is actually up. I will find out this week what time the John Smith Show will be aired on Cutting Edge TV. And, of course, you can find that on Roku. Well, I got stories for you today. This just in. Apparently, Joe Biden broke his foot. Yeah, he broke his foot. And uh, apparently it was while he was playing with his dog. I don't know if I believe that. Uh, Dr. Fauci warns Thanksgiving travel uh, could make COVID surge worse. Yeah, what else is new with Fauci? He likes scaring people, doesn't he? All right, so a judge blocked and then unblocked Georgia from wiping or resetting election machines. We'll get into that. We'll get into the details. Uh, There's a lawsuit right now that alleges Starbucks fired a Christian barista who refused to wear an LGBT pride shirt. Starbucks is denying it, of course. Uh, Over in Staten Island, there's a New York City pub that takes defiant stand against Governor Cuomo. They've declared the pub an autonomous zone (laughs) from lockdown restrictions. We'll read that article. Well, Biden, he chose an all-female senior White House press team. Isn't he so woke? And uh, that's some of the news. And depending if we have time, we'll get into some more of the news. If there's, uh, like I said, if time allows. I do want to talk about this first half hour is brought to you by Gray Feather Farm. And let me bring up this uh, picture of these tablets. Uh, Back on November 7th, Ginger wrote... I love Gray Feather Farm products. I'm a repeat customer. I started using this uh, for our Belgian-German shepherd mix who has skin issues and allergies. I cut the capsule open and put two or three drops in his water bowl and then rub a few drops on his belly. He loves it, and it's helped so much. I do this process about two or three times a week. Now, I personally take it orally as well about three times a week, and it helps with my dry skin from hypothyroidism. Uh, Listen, guys, this is, uh, of course, she was talking about Ultra Emu Oil gel caps. That's just one of the all-natural products that Gray Feather Farm carries. They are a line of all-natural skincare products. They are the best. In fact, I use several of them. Now, guys, the holiday season is right around the corner, and the gals, too. Uh, These items make excellent, excellent stocking stuffers. Now, uh, Jen over at uh, Grayfeather Farm is offering these really nice uh, Crack Attack gift bags as well. You can find everything on the link below this video. And speaking of this video, if you're enjoying this video or you like what I have to say, Please subscribe and share the video out. 
that's what really helps uh, this uh, the the John Smith show grow, and it would mean a lot to me if you would if you guys would do that. Share it with your friends. Share it with your other conservative buddies. Even share it with your liberal friends if you want to drive them a little crazy. Anyway, let's get back to the news. So, oh, let me uh, go to the right page. There we go. So apparently, Joe Biden fractured his foot while playing with his dog. Well, that's how they're going to church it up, right? He was playing with his dog. Yeah, I don't believe it. I believe he was probably running to the bathroom. That's my guess. We'll never know. Obviously, the press is going to cover up for him. No matter what it was, they're going to make it sound, oh, all lovable and sweet. Because, you know, uh, darn well, if Trump broke a bone, the media would be all over it. Is he fit to be president? Does he have brittle bone syndrome? Is this from eating too many French fries in McDonald's, right? They would just figure out some way to insult President Trump. But, you know, when it's Biden, it's a lovable, cute little story that he was playing with his dog. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden fractured his foot while playing with one of his dogs, but doctors found, quote, no obvious fracture. While examining him Sunday, according to his doctor, Biden suffered the injury on Saturday and visited an orthopedist at Delaware Orthopedic Specialists in Newark, Delaware, for an examination Sunday afternoon. Uh, It is anticipated that he will likely require a walking boot for several weeks. Isn't that nice? Reporters uh, covering the president-elect were not afforded the opportunity to see Biden enter the doctor's office. Yeah, because everything with Biden's a secret. He's one of those guys that talks about how transparent everything's going to be while he's running for election. And then when he supposedly becomes the president-elect, which isn't official, by the way, but when he supposedly, based on what the press says, becomes the president-elect, well, they're not afforded the opportunity to see him enter the doctor's office despite multiple requests. Leaving the doctor's office to head to an imaging center for the CT scan, Biden was visibly limping, though he walked without a crutch or other aid. Now, isn't this the guy? Let me turn that phone down real quick. Isn't he the guy that said he was going to, he was so tough, he was going to beat up uh, Donald Trump if they were back in high school? Yeah, that was actually published by. CNN, CNN published that back on March 21st, 2018, when Biden says he would beat the hell out of Trump if they were in high school. This is the, this is the guy that's going to be our president, supposedly, according to the media. Yeah, that article, uh, Washington, it was from Washington, CNN, former Vice President Joe Biden said he would, quote, beat the hell out of President Donald Trump if they were in high school over his crude comments about women. I'd beat the hell out of him. When a guy who ended up becoming our national leader says, I can grab a woman anywhere she likes it, and then said, I made a mistake, Biden said Tuesday at Trump, according to video of his remarks posted on Facebook, by the University of Miami College Democrats. So so tough guy, Joe Biden, who's going to beat the hell out of President Trump, apparently can't even uh, get through playing with his dogs without breaking a bone. 
I think this is a setup. I think they're uh, they're preparing, and I've said it many times on the John Smith show. I don't think Joe Biden lasts maybe six months in office. He might, he might last a year, but I don't see it. I don't see a possibility of him going beyond the year. They want Kamala Harris in the Oval Office, and everybody knows it. Those on the left and the right. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't understand why he's so he's such a transparent president, but no one can talk to him. No one can even video him walking into the doctor's office. Interesting. Interesting. Well, listen, live chat's available, too. If you guys want to uh, shoot your opinions, remember, this is the Say What You Will radio network. That means feel free to say what you will. Uh, so Dr. Fauci he says that the uh, the travel, the Thanksgiving travel, could make the COVID surge worse. And I guess he's been out saying that, sadly, the uh, Christmas holiday is going to be under maybe the same or even worse restrictions than Thanksgiving was. That's his recommendation. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the government's leading infectious disease expert, warned that the uh, heavy travel Thanksgiving holiday could make the current surge in COVID-19 cases even worse as the nation heads into December. You know, it's interesting because if that's true, they just announced in New York that they're going to be sending their kids back to school on December 7th. So if all of this travel, and a lot of people travel with their kids, and if the numbers are blowing out of proportion like they say they are, then why is New York again reopening their schools after they just closed them about two weeks ago? Now they're going to reopen them again? Does any of this make any sense to anybody? Appearing on NBC News, Meet the Press Sunday, Fauci said that public health officials tried to get the word out for people as difficult as it is to really not have large gatherings during the holiday due to concerns that the celebrations could exacerbate the coronavirus spread. Quote, what we expect, unfortunately, as we go for the next couple of weeks into December is that we might see a, a surge superimposed on the surge we are already in, he said. So it's a surge on surge. You think this guy's a fear monger? I mean, is there any other fear monger that can compare to Dr. Fauci? It seems to me he is the biggest fear monger on the face of the planet. Why does this guy have so much authority? Why does his opinion matter so much? He's been all over the place since this has begun. Remember, he was the one that said masks are useless. Don't worry about masks. I can't see masks doing anything. And then he was the, also the one that said we all have to wear masks. Speaking of masks, let me ask you this question. I wear glasses. So this question goes out to everybody who wears glasses and has to wear the stupid mask, whether they're in the grocery store or walking 10 feet to their booth at a restaurant. Why is it that when you put a mask on and you have glasses on, your glasses fog up? What causes that? 
What is it that causes your glasses to fog up while you're wearing a mask? If you say it's your breath and it's the humidity from your breath, which means that there's water follicles, follicles, particles, water particles that are making your, your glasses fog up. If you're saying that, does that mean that the mask allows that the vapor to escape from around your mask? So if it's escaping up and fogging your glasses, is it not also facing or is it not escaping out the sides and escaping out the bottom? And if so, are they effective? But I guess these little sheep, they love to wear the mask and they love to believe that the mask is going to stop everything. But yet we've seen over and over and over again, as Dr. Fauci points out in this article and on uh, Meet the Press, that there's a surge and there could be another surge. Yet everybody's wearing the mask. He said masks wouldn't do anything. And then he said, no, you've got to wear the mask. How, how is this guy the expert? How is he the government's leading infectious disease expert? That's my question. When he is double spoke, I don't know, for the past eight or nine months. He says, I don't want to frighten people. No, that's exactly what your, your intentions are, Dr. Fauci. We've recognized, us on the right have recognized you for the fraud that you are. That's all you want to do is frighten people. He says, uh, except to say, oh, I don't want to frighten people except to say it's not too late at all for us to do something about this. Oh, is that right? Now imagine, imagine if Trump would have made that comment. Imagine that. He added, urging Americans to be careful when they travel back home and upon arriving and take proven steps like social distancing and wearing masks. First of all, it's not proven. It's a lie. It is a total lie. Obviously, if you're social distancing, if you're keeping six feet away from every single human being on earth, I don't know if that's possible, but if you are, maybe, maybe that will protect you. I don't know. I don't know if, let me ask you this. And because these are questions, these are just common sense questions. If you're walking behind someone at the grocery store and you're walking at a pace of about three mile an hour, which most people will walk at. And the guy in front of you, he's got his mask on and you've got your mask on. Now I was told that masks don't prevent you from catching it. It only prevents you from spreading it. But as we just talked about, when you breathe, Why do your glasses fog up? Hmm. What makes that happen? Anyway, so the guy in front of you, he coughs or sneezes or he's he's breathing heavy. And those particles are going into the air because you know they are. Your glasses are fogging up. So you know those particles are going in the air too. And you're walking behind that guy six feet apart at a three mile an hour. And you walk right into where he was. 
Does anybody believe? Does anybody believe that there's a chance you're not going to get it because you were six feet apart and wearing masks? I don't believe it. Maybe, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, it can sometimes take two weeks for infected people to develop symptoms and asymptomatic people can spread the virus without knowing they have it. And then there's articles out there that say asymptomatic people don't spread it. What do you believe? So Fauci said the dynamics of an outbreak show a three to five week lag between serious mitigation efforts and the actual curbing of infection rates. While the first wave of vaccinations could start in America within a matter of weeks, Fauci said that for now, do you remember too? I know we have short memories here because the news cycle is so fast, but do you remember when Trump was out a couple weeks ago talking about the fact that there would be a vaccine in a couple weeks and the media just kept destroying him and berating him? And in fact, it was during the, uh, the debate as well that the moderators were saying that, oh, the experts are saying that there won't be a vaccine until the middle of next year or the end of next year. How can you say a couple weeks? And then magically, the day after uh, the news determines that Biden is going to be our next president, all of a sudden there's a vaccine coming out in a couple weeks, and nobody questions that. Nobody goes out and says, hmm, I guess Trump was right. Hmm. Yeah, you know, President Trump has said it multiple times, and I will agree and repeat it. The mainstream media, the left-wing media like CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, and MSNBC, and NBC, and ABC, and CBS, and LA Times, they are the biggest threat to our democracy, to our freedoms. The mainstream media as we know it today is nothing more than the state-run left-wing propaganda. Uh, let's see here. Uh, while the first wave of vaccinations could start in America within a matter of weeks, Fauci said that for now we're going to have to make decisions as a nation, state, city, and family that we are in a very difficult time. And we're going to have to do the kinds of uh, restrictions of things we would have liked to have done, particularly in the holiday season, because we're entering into what's really a precarious situation. But I don't want to scare anybody. I, you know, it's that's not my intention is to scare anybody. And then he goes on to scare everyone to death. People that believe this clown. You know, there's people that I know that actually wake up in the morning and the first thing they do, maybe after... They have their cup of coffee or maybe during their cup of coffee, the very first thing they do is they log on to the CDC website so they can see how they have to behave. Can you believe that? Could you imagine that type of life? Wake up every day and see what the CDC has, uh, what instructions they have for your life today. Oh, man. I couldn't do it. Uh, listen, if you want to be a caller, the number is 602-475-2000. We also have the live chat available. 
COVID-19 cases and deaths in the United States have been accelerating in recent weeks. There have been more than 4 million cases and about 35,000 deaths attributed to the virus in the month of November alone. Overall, America has had 13.3 million coronavirus cases and 267,000 deaths attributed to the virus, according to NBC News analysts. Oh, is that right? You know, that's an interesting point because I want to kind of go down to some CC, uh, CDC data. This information comes from Johns Hopkins. CDC data shows COVID hasn't increased the U.S. death rate. So if there were almost 300,000 deaths due to coronavirus, how come the death rate has not increased this year? Is that because people that fall off of ladders and break their neck die the coronavirus? Is that because people that crash on motorcycles die the coronavirus? Or is it because people that have had massive heart attacks actually die to the coronavirus? Now back to the article, quote, the data doesn't show that older individuals are dying in a higher proportion to total deaths than usual. We also found evidence that COVID-19 death numbers are misleading. Again, this is from John Johns Hopkins, academic. Uh, using statistical an- analysis, a senior lecturer from John uh, Johns Hopkins University has demonstrated that COVID-19 has resulted in no excess deaths, yet the university has censored the article online. Dr. Genevieve Briand, the assistant director of M- uh, for MS and Applied Economics, gave a video lecture in which she examined the deaths due to COVID-19 and deaths overall in the United States. Her findings were compiled in an article in the JHU Newsletter penned by uh, Yanni Gu, which has since been removed by the university. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Oh, they'll tell you why it is, but I don't know if I believe them. In a tweet, JHU stated that the article was deleted not because it was fake, not because it was false information, but because it was, quote, was being used to support false and dangerous inaccuracies about the impact of the pandemic. We regret that this article may have contributed to the spread of misinformation about COVID-19. Not the article itself. That's a very important point here. They still deleted it. They censored the article because that's what the left does. And then they said because it may contribute to the spread of misinformation about COVID-19, but they haven't said that the article itself is not right or accurate. In the lecture, using data drowned from the Centers for uh, Disease Control, the CDC website, Briand noted that the deaths of older people stayed the same before and after COVID-19. This finding was contrary to expectation. Sure was. Anytime They go out to try to prove that they're right. They prove that they're wrong, and then they censor the information, just like the study on masks. That's exactly what YouTube did. I did a a show about the study on masks to prove. The study was in, it was, uh, the purpose of the study was to prove that masks work, and then they found out that they don't work, and then they just eliminated that study as if it never happened. I talked about the study, and YouTube banned that show. You believe that? Uh, Quote, since COVID-19 mainly affects the elderly, 
Experts expected an increase in the percentage of deaths in older age groups. However, this increase is not seen from the CDC data. In fact, the percentages of deaths among all age groups remain relatively the same. Pause while I take a quick drink. Presenting data from February to September, she noted that each week before and after the impact of the virus, quote, an average of over 60,000 individuals die per week. So 50,000 to 70,000 deaths per week is normal. It is to be expected. The latest weekly report from the CDC notes that in week 46 of 2020, only 1,260 had COVID-19 listed as an underlying or contributing cause of death. Comparing deaths from 2014 to 2020, Brand then demonstrated that whilst the data uh, recorded a slight spike in 2020, there were only 11,292 more deaths than 2018. Thus, the COVID spike was found to be consistent with both seasonal and historical trends. Taking 2018 as an example, Brian pointed out that the pattern of seasonal increase in the total number of deaths is a result of the rise in deaths by all causes, with heart disease, respiratory disease, influenza, and pneumonia being the three leading causes of death. Yet when examined 2020's data in the seasonal period, she found that COVID-19-related deaths exceeded deaths from heart disease, which was unusual since heart disease has always prevailed as the leading cause of deaths. Compared, uh, comparing the 2020 figures to the corresponding period in 2018, they showed that in 2020, instead of the expected drastic increase across all causes, there was a significant decrease in deaths due to heart disease. Even more surprising, the sudden decline in deaths is observed for all other causes. Hmm. I wonder why that is. We talked about this a hundred times. When I say I wonder why that is, I'm being facetious, obviously. We know why it was, because the hospitals get paid more money when they've got a COVID death. And it's considerably a lot more money. So the hospitals are cashing in on the big lie. So nobody's dying from heart disease. Everybody's dying from COVID. You know, the press doesn't run around and say, hey, look at Trump. Because of Trump's leadership, no one's dying from heart disease anymore. No one's dying from the flu anymore. No, they just want to say because of his lack of leadership, everybody's dying from COVID when in fact it's a big fat lie. Uh, the JHU newsletter article stated that the trend is completely contrary to the pattern observed, observed in all previous years. It also observes that, quote, the total decrease in deaths by other causes almost exactly equals the increase of deaths by COVID-19. The media in the, the, the Democratic Party and doctors, hospitals, they are lying to us. Folks, the people that have actually died from COVID-19 and had no other underlying condition like heart disease or the flu or pneumonia, it's a lie. I hate to be the one to tell you that, but it is a lie. They are 
lying to your face. And as sheep, and that's what we are, we're, we're sheep. We're walking around with these masks on. We're spending our money on masks, the money that we go out and we work for. We're being forced to wear these stupid masks because they're a lie. Back to the article. In the weeks in April, with the highest reported number of deaths, the rise in COVID deaths almost exactly mirrored the decrease. I just talked about that. She concluded with a number of summary statements by the CDC's own account. In this pandemic, deaths of children have been less than in each year of the last five flu seasons. For three of the four weeks where COVID-19 deaths were reported have been higher than heart disease deaths. The number of deaths due to heart disease, influenza, uh, and pneumonia, chronic respiratory disease, and more decreased, she added. All this uh, points to the reason we have a higher number of reported COVID-19 deaths among older individuals than younger individuals is simply because every day in the United States, older individuals die in higher numbers than younger individuals. Well, of course. Brian further commented, the data doesn't show that older individuals are dying in a higher proportion to total deaths than usual. We also found evidence that COVID-19 death uh, numbers were misleading. We found evidence some deaths caused by disease of the heart, chronic lower order respiratory diseases, flu, and pneumonia, and more were simply reclassified as COVID-19 deaths. The American Institute for Economic Research commented on the findings saying that the accounting error regarding COVID deaths has caused mass hysteria and misinformed public policy, closing down communities to fight a virus that, according to the data, has had no significant contribution to total deaths, reduces our overall capacity to build a healthy society. All of this points to uh, no evidence that COVID-19 created any excess deaths. Total numbers are not above normal death numbers. We found no evidence to the contrary, Dr. Brian concluded. Yeah, so there you go. If the study doesn't prove what you're, you know, what you're trying to prove, in other words, your narrative, if your narrative is proven to be a lie, well, then we're just going to censor this study. We're going to delete the article. And, uh, but the thing is, and I'm curious about this, uh, what's going to happen to Dr. Briand. Is she going to lose her medical license? Is she going to be canceled? Because that's, that's next in the left wing playbook. They will come after her. We'll see about that. I'm going to follow up on the story because I believe that's going to happen. Now, it is the bottom of the hour, so I do want to talk about one of my sponsors. And, of course, that's Ranger Rob Poopy Bags. And I'm going to let him tell you all about his product. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. 
They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. All right, you're watching or you may be listening to The John Smith Show. I'm your host, John Smith. If you want to be a caller, and that's a big if, it's up to you. The number is 602-475-2000. You may be listening on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. You may be watching on Cutting Edge TV. That's a Roku channel, our Roku channel. And you may be listening to Good Talk Radio. Either way, we're just happy you're here. All right, I want to talk about this Georgia judge. So the judge down in Georgia originally blocked Georgia from wiping or resetting their election machines. And then uh, almost uh, an hour later, maybe a couple hours later, as I was actually preparing for the show, I was going to talk about the fact that the judge blocked Georgia from wiping or resetting the election machines. But then... uh, Yeah, as I was working on the show, he came out and unblocked Georgia from wiping or resetting the election machine. So what's up with that? Uh, As a federal judge presiding over a major election lawsuit in Georgia on November 29th issued and then reversed an order directing the state to cease and desist wiping or resetting election machines. Why would that happen? That's bizarre. Uh, Quote, defendants are ordered to maintain the status quo and are temporarily enjoying or yeah, enjoined from wiping or resetting any voting machines in the state of Georgia until further order of the court. U.S. District Judge Timothy Batten Sr. wrote in an emergency order issued on November 29th. That's today. Uh, The judge reversed the order not long after explaining that the defendants aren't in possession of the machines. Quote, plaintiff's request fails because the voting equipment that they seek to impound is on the, uh, is in the possession of county election officials. Any injunction the court issues would extend only to defendants and those within their control, and plaintiffs have not demonstrated uh, that county election officials are within defendants' control. Defendants cannot serve as a proxy for local election officials against whom the relief should be sought, the judge wrote. The change, of course, by the judge drew a flabbergasted response from Lynn Wood, an attorney associated with the Trump campaign. He said, what? Judge reversed order based on defendants' claim that Georgia counties control voting machines, Wood wrote on Twitter, adding that the machines are owned by the state and that the Georgia Secretary of State administers elections. Why are Georgia officials determined to wipe these machines clean by resetting them? That's a good question. Uh, The plaintiffs in the lawsuit on November 29th filed an emergency motion that included an affidavit featuring a November 25th message from an election official stating that the ballot counting machines would be reset to zero on November 30th before performing a recount. This process will begin with an LNA resetting the machines to zero to begin the recount. The uh, The text of the message stated before describing the specifics 
of the recount process. The affidavit was written by a Republican poll worker who says he or she addressed concerns about wiping the machines to the election manager. Quote, because the plan on Monday is to wipe the voting machines clean and start from zero so that we can recount using those machines, I'm concerned by what I am reading online, the poll worker wrote, according to the affidavit. I am seeing a uh, lots of mach- uh, lots of notices from lawyers about possibly impounding the machines. Lawyers are now saying that the machines should be confiscated immediately before this happens to protect forensic data. They are saying those machines need to be impounded ASAP. Yikes. Maybe I'm being overly paranoid, but let's be sure that this is what we're supposed to be doing, he went on to say. The supervisor responded, quote, it's what we are supposed to do. It will take a court order to stop this process, so I guess we need to keep watching the news. If we get a court order to stop, we will see uh, we will see it in our SOS information. The issue is the Atlanta area has already started. Yeah, they've already started deleting everything. Yeah, why is that? When the poll worker asked if the reset would wipe uh, the forensic information from the machines, the manager said that Atlanta already did it. Isn't that where all the uh, the voter fraud happened? Was in Atlanta? Isn't wasn't that like where hundreds of thousands of votes suddenly appeared and ninety three percent of them were for for Joe Biden, which is statistically impossible? This is the biggest scam, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest scam of our lifetime. I mean, everybody's talking about this. If Trump got 75 million votes, he got, I don't know, something like 9 million more than he got the year uh, in 2016, the first time he ran. He got more of the black vote. He got more of the Latino vote. He got more of the soccer mom vote, but yet Biden somehow came out ahead. And now you've got people that are just wiping machines clean in the city that's accused of being the biggest cheater in the state. I mean, we have we have never witnessed more like this is we're seeing this corruption with our own eyes. Americans are watching this. We are seeing it unfold before us, right right before our eyes. And it's like, there's nothing we can do about it. I, for one, personally, I don't know how I can ever trust the election process again. We caught them red-handed. Lying about an election, cheating an election. In, in multiple states around the country. And they're doing it right before us, and the media is doing everything they can to cover this up. This is unbelievable. When Donald Trump talked about how deep and murky the swamp was, I don't think we had any idea. I don't think we had any clue just how corrupt this country has become. Back to the article, the lawsuit in question is being litigated by Sidney Powell, an attorney who defended former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. 
President Donald Trump pardoned Flynn, a retired three-star Army general, on November 25th. The Trump campaign has said that Powell isn't part of the legal team. Georgia Republican Party Chairman David Schaefer wrote after the judge issued the order that election officials in Fulton County were updating the software on voting systems earlier the same day. Quote, our Republican recount monitors at the World Congress Center waited today for four hours while Fulton County election officials updated the software. The explanation given to me, just the usual Fulton County incompetence is completely unacceptable, Schaefer wrote on Twitter. It is outrageous that we cannot rely on Fulton County election officials to do their jobs without unexplaining four-hour delays, interventions by private attorneys, and federal court orders. This is unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, we are being scammed by the media and by the Democratic Party in this country. They are lying to us. They are stealing this election, and there is nothing we can do about it. A court, literally, the judge came out and said, stop what you're doing. Do not reset these machines. And then someone made a phone call to him and was like, "Uh, hey, judge, uh, it's kind of too late. Fulton County's already been doing it. And so the judge said, Okay, well, I got to come up with an excuse. Uh, well, the voting machines, uh, they're not in the possession. Uh, uh, yeah, that's all. I'm going to go ahead and reverse what I just said. This judge ought to be disbarred. And anybody that got, that had anything to do with the deleting of these machines before November 30th, they ought to be in jail. Let's talk about our favorite coffee shop, Starbucks. And I say that in jest. There's a lawsuit that alleges Starbucks fired a Christian barista who refused to wear an LGBT pride shirt. You see, you got to cancel people. If they're a Christian, you got to get rid of them. That's the enemy. You remember back in uh, Nazi Germany, the Jew was the enemy. The Jew was the reason for the fall of Germany and all Germany's problems. It was because of the Jew. Well, in our little left-wing utopia that we're currently living in, and it's going to get worse, it's the Christian that's the problem. It's the Christian that's causing all the, the hate and all the problems here in the United States. So we have to get rid of them. And it's funny because the left, they always say, oh, the rights, the, the rights, the, the Nazis, the right is just, yeah. Tell me how. Explain to me how. We just want to be left alone. We want to be left alone to worship our God in peace. We want to be able to go to church in peace and be left alone. We want to be able to go to our favorite chicken joint without being harassed. We just want to live our lives how we see fit. 
We've been tolerant of this left-wing nonsense for decades, maybe centuries. And now it's become completely out of control. We've tolerated to our own demise. Back to the article, a New Jersey woman has filed a lawsuit against Starbucks claiming that she was fired from her barista job because she refused to wear a company t-shirt that promoted LGBT, QXYZ, and all that other business, pride. According to the lawsuit, Betsy Fress, or Fressy, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, F-R-E-S-S-E, Fressy, a Christian from Newark, was attending a meeting in her manager's office at the Glen Ridge location in June 2019 when she noticed a box of Starbucks-branded Pride t-shirts, NBC News reported. Fressy proceeded to, uh, to ask her manager if she would be required to wear one which would violate her religious beliefs, and she was allegedly assured that she would not. But several weeks later, Fressy was contacted by Starbucks Ethics and Compliance Department about not wanting to wear the shirt. She told the company official that doing so would compromise her religious beliefs. Then on August 22, 2019, the lawsuit alleges that Fressy was fired because her uh, comportment was not in compliance with Starbucks core values. Well, yeah, remember Starbucks? They're the ones that wouldn't let the uh, two black guys use the bathroom. They're the ones who have spit in the, uh, the coffee for police officers They're the ones who just won't even serve police officers and they get in the cop's face and tell them that they're fascist pigs. Yeah, that's the same Starbucks. Why does this company continue to have a history? Of just not being very nice to people that have different viewpoints than their own. While court papers state that Fressy holds no enmity towards individuals who ascribe to the LGBTQ lifestyle and make uh, uh, and or makeup of the LGBTQ community, she believes that being made to wear a pride T-shirt as a condition of employment would be tantamount to forced speech and inaccurately show her advocacy of a lifestyle in direct contradiction to her religious beliefs. And here's a, a little shocker to you little liberals that may or may not be listening to this show. Being opposed to the homosexual and trans lifestyle is a completely legitimate viewpoint. And if you don't think so, give me a call. I'd love for you to try to change my mind on that. Those beliefs, according to the lawsuit back to the article, include the idea that marriage is, a, is defined in the Bible as between one man and one woman only, and that any sexual activity which takes place outside of the context is contrary to her understanding of biblical teaching. Good for her. I don't know why you went to work for Starbucks. Maybe it was the only job available. But that's, uh, you know, sometimes you got to make that decision too. Is that a place that I want to work? And if I'm going to be forced to wear this shirt, maybe you could go down to another shop and work there. I mean, you're making minimum wage there, I, or at least close to it. But anyway, maybe she, maybe, maybe you take a, you disagree with me on that. Maybe you're, maybe you're thinking, no, she has the right to work where she, where she wants to in a publicly traded company. And not have she shouldn't be forced to wear t-shirts that violate 
her religious beliefs. And you might be right. Uh, Fressy has also filed a complaint with the U.S. Equity or Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, the EO, the EEOC. The government agency, however, said in August that it could not determine whether Starbucks wrongly terminated Fressy by uh, engaging in religious discrimination, according to NewJersey.com. Fressy is seeking back pay with interest, compensation for emotional suffering, punitive damages, and payment of her attorney fees. Well, what did Starbucks have to say, you ask? Uh, in a statement provided to the New York Post, a representative for the coffee chain said that uh, they are prepared to fight Fressy's claims in court, denying that she was required to wear the pride shirt. We are very aware of the claims by Miss, uh, Mrs. Fressy, which are without merit, and we are fully prepared to present our case in court, the spokesperson said, specifically to our dress code other than our green apron no part of our dress code requires partners to wear any approved items that they would have not personally selected that might be true however these individual managers why did they have a box of pride shirts in the first place why were they even there inside the building and where does the manager on duty, who or whoever ordered these shirts, what do they have to say about it? Let's not get the big 30,000-foot view from, from Starbucks corporate. Let's talk to the people that actually run that branch, that location. What did they have to say? Why were those shirts there? What was the intention of the shirt? Because as Starbucks, I'm sure, uh, corporate Starbucks, they wouldn't not let two black guys use the bathroom, but one of their stores did. I don't think corporate would come out and say, yeah, I want you to spit in the the coffee when you serve it to police officers. I don't think they would support that, but somebody working at one of the locations certainly did. So let's not worry about what corporate has to say about this. Let's talk to the individuals that ran that particular store. Let's get their story. I'm not saying Fressy's right. I'm not going to make it the assumption that she's right. She could be crazy. I don't know anything about her. But I want to hear what the local people that work at that Starbucks have to say and that manage that branch. I have a few questions for them, as I'm sure her attorneys will as well. All right, we have a few minutes left. Uh, There's a New York City pub that takes a defiant stand against Governor Cuomo, declares itself an autonomous zone from lockdown restrictions. A Staten Island restaurant has declared itself an autonomous zone that is free from Governor Andrew Cuomo's business-killing coronavirus restrictions. Beginning November 20th, Max Public House, owned by Danny Presti and Keith uh, McArleny, Uh, So they would not abide by restrictions enacted by Cuomo or New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Their defiance stance came just days before new construction hit the area where Max is located, which includes a ban on indoor dining at bars and restaurants, according to the New York Post. The declaration that Max is now an autonomous zone pays homage to the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, which far-left radicals established in Seattle in June. You remember that? The CHOP. It was originally called CHAZ. 
and then it became chop. A sign outside Max uh, now reads, Attention, we hereby declare this establishment an autonomous zone. We refuse to abide by any rules and regulations put forth by the mayor of New York City and governor uh, of New York State. For their defiance, Max has been slapped with thousands of dollars in fines. Well, of course they were. Of course they were. A shutdown order from the state health department. Oh, isn't that something? They got the, the little health Nazis involved. And the Friday revocation of its liquor license by the state liquor authority, according to the Post. Well, you see, that's how fascists work. That's exactly how they worked in Nazi Germany. Hitler said, oh, you build pots and pans, do you? You're a company that, okay, well, now you build weapons. You don't like it? Get on this train. See, that's how Nazis work. That's how fascists work. It's kind of the difference between socialism and fascism. Socialism, the government owns everything and runs everything. In fascism, it, they're privately owned companies or publicly owned com- companies. But the government walks in and says, this is how you're going to operate or we'll send you to the gas chamber. But in this case, the fascists, you know, they're not going to gas chamber you yet. They're not going to shoot you in the back of the head yet. They're not going to separate, you know, moms from their kids and moms from their husbands, husbands from their wives. They're not going to do that yet. They're just going to shut you down. They're going to slap thousands of dollars of fines on your business. They're going to have the state health department send their little Nazis in and shut you down. And then they're going to revoke your liquor license. The next step is get on that train. But those consequences have not deterred Mac owners. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. Man, if you were closer, I'd be eating lunch there tomorrow. In a YouTube video, Presti explained the sheriff's department is issuing his restaurant $1,000 fines, but said at this point we're okay with it because we're not paying it. To circumvent their business licensing because revoked, Presti said that uh, they are allowing patrons to eat and drink for free while asking them for donations to stay afloat. Meanwhile, um, McAlarney challenged Cuomo and de Bozo, he says, a reference to de Blasio, to personally come to Max to revoke their licenses. Oh, these guys are freaking awesome. These are the guys that are going to fight. These are the guys that are going to stand up for what they believe in. Kudos to Max. We're not going to back down. You think... You scared me by saying I don't have a license now to serve liquor. Well, guess what? That liquor license is on the wall. If that liquor license is going to come off the wall, it's going to be done by Cuomo. You want to come down here and pull that license off the wall? McAlarney said. He continued, or DeBozo. You want to come down here and pull the liquor license off the wall? Feel free to end up coming down. And we'll end up having a conversation before you even think about stepping foot on my property. I will not back down. 
However, keeping the restaurant doors open doesn't mean Presti and McAlarney are being unwise. In fact, they are taking significant COVID-related precautions. We still wear our masks, take the same safety precautions we've had in place, maintain daily cleanings, and uh, work in a responsible manner to the best of our abilities, the owner told the Staten Island uh, Advance. Well, apparently, uh, according to the Broncos quarterback, you can't just do it to the best of your abilities. You have to do it perfect. That's what one of these idiot quarterbacks from the Broncos came out and said, Oh, gee, I'm really sorry. I tried to wear my mask all the time. I tried to do everything the best I could, but it wasn't good enough. We got to do better. Yeah, you got to be perfect. You got to be perfect. Doing things to your best of your abilities is no longer, when it comes to the fascist dictators that are running your city or your state, nothing less than perfection is acceptable. But Presti explained, uh, quote, what we will not be doing is living in fear. I feel like standing up and singing God bless America to this guy. If I could hold a tune, I would. By fear, we mean the constant threat of our local city and state governments sending agencies into checkup fine and threaten to shut us down. Every day, uh, small businesses are living in fear, not just of this virus, but of our governments, uh, but that our governments will take our livelihoods away, even as we're being safe. That's right. Well, that's the end of the show. I appreciate you guys watching or listening. This is the John Smith Show. I am your host, John Smith. Until tomorrow night, have a great evening. Be safe out there. Resist. And God bless.